Hey, welcome to episode two, season two, The Anonymous Struggle. Um, we're going to free ball it here. Why, um, why does everything have to be the same? Uh, why do we always have to follow a format? Why does everybody have to kind of stay within the boundaries? Um, lots of whys. Um, my phone number is 310-866-5041. And what I'd like to hear are questions. Um, if you've read the book uh, Curious Mind by Brian Grazier, um, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Curiosity is the key to everything, uh, the key to knowledge. And what I'm finding out uh, is... is how little people know. I mean, it's um, sort of mind-boggling to me. You know, I I listen to podcasts. So I've listened to 17,000 hours of podcasts, somewhere around that. I read a lot. Uh, The subjects I read are, the variety is wide, but I go deep. And I, um, I went to college, I went to law school, I came from an upper middle class family in the entertainment business. I worked in Manhattan for about 15 years, um, was married, I have the greatest daughter of all time, she's 12. I lived in... Uh, Brentwood in Los Angeles, and then La Jolla in San Diego, and then the worst state I've ever been in, by far, Scottsdale, Arizona. Well, Arizona's the state, but uh, uh, it's a scary place to be. So uh, that's one place you don't want to be. But everything's the same. So, you know, I used to watch... So, so when I worked at William Morris, I worked uh, closely. I wasn't his agent, but I was his agent's assistant. So I spoke basically every day to John Stewart. Great guy, by by uh, just to let you know, great guy. And I just I couldn't get over the interviewers interviewing the interviewers. That's all. It was the talking heads interviewing each other, and they're all trying to act so smart. Um, some, not all, some. The insecure ones who really know they shouldn't, they don't have much to add, they're very narrow. Uh, and by narrow, I mean they're educated, very educated. They've been around a very rich people, very successful people, so have I. Um, that doesn't make me smarter because if I... You know, they used to say playing bridge. This is what my mom would say. Playing bridge every day. Warren Buffett does. Bill Gates. or uh, makes you so smart. But what they found out is it makes you actually dumb. Uh, if you play the same thing every day. There's no variety. So there's no stretching of the mind. You know, elasticity. Um, it's not called elasticity. It's... Um, can't remember the word. But... So you have a lot of, um, even, you know, let, let's talk Fox, CNN. You know, I'm watching CNN. First of all, I can, Chris Cuomo is the worst. He's got to go already. This guy is the worst. And then his buddy Don Lemon is even just as bad. Um, these are all guys in the same exact zone. Uh, this is a positive podcast, by the way. Uh, we're going all positive uh, in memory of Stephen Brody Stevens. Um, positivity, okay? And I remember when Pat Oswalt said the community um, really has to do something. And then uh, Stephen Brody Stevens uh, committed suicide, which I don't believe in suicide, but we'll get to that. Uh, but Pat Oswalt disappeared because he did nothing about it. Great job, Patton. You did it. You told us. The community. Great. 
Um, but I'm watching the same people in the same zone, in the same lane, talk about the same thing over and over and over. In Arizona, I would watch people stare at CNN all day. The same thing over and over and over. Um, Don Lemon. How narrow can you get? Okay. Now you're probably saying, what do I know? Well, let me tell you what, what I know. So I, you know, like I said, grew up upper middle class, educated, famous world, celebrities, and then I'm driving Uber, and I'm working at call centers. I'm in the middle of nowhere, Arizona, Scottsdale, empty. Um, you stare out a window and you see a mountain that doesn't move. And you have, everybody sits in the house and sits. They do nothing. But they, they, to have fun. It's fun when you can go for a walk at the mall. That's fun. Um, there's nothing there. Um, okay, so, you know, I've been up, down, all around. When you go to law school, you know, you're, you're, you're challenged uh, during conversations. You're standing up in front of 100 people and your professor is challenging you. You're challenged uh, in Uber, in cars, when, you know, so say I drove 2,500 trips, so that's at least 2,500 people that I had conversations with. We had talks. We talked to each other. Uh, if you're in Arizona and you sit in your house all day, nobody talks to you, there's no challenge. So you don't know what that's like to you. Oh, if somebody talks to you, it's a debate. It's an affront on you. So I look at Don Lemon, and, and he's talking to this woman who's on all the time now, um, a light-skinned African-American woman who's in his zone also. What are they offering me? I mean, what are they offering me? They're talking about what, Nancy Pelosi? Oh, she's in the same zone too. It's all the same zone. Um, because when you're in Arizona, and you see how people live. Um, that's nothing like this. You know, Donnie Lemon, he, he gets, you know, he'll go out for dinner and have wine, his benzodiazepine. Instead of his Xanax, he'll have his wine. Um, it's just all so bizarre. And then the podcasts have become bizarre also. Um, so a podcast is, is basically a, a business card. Everybody has one, and it's, hi, I'm so-and-so, here's my podcast. And then you get to introduce who you are, and that's kind of your business card. Um, you can make money. I don't know how many people are really making money at it, except for like Rogan and stuff like that, but he was early. But if you started something early, let's say you started a business in 2000 on the internet, if you don't have 40 million by now from that business, then you're a failure. I mean, you've done nothing. I mean, it's almost impossible to have started something that early and made no money from it. Um, that means you're a horrible businessman um, or just don't know what you're doing. Um, but, you know, the podcasting thing, I love them. But I, you know, I love certain ones. I like, I like, uh, I do like uh, Rogan because I, I like the um, the interviews are with people that are interesting for the most part to me. Um, Lex Friedman, he he's one podcast that I like. I like listening to Sean Carroll. I'm into physics now and the parallel universes, infinities, multiple uh, universes. You know, all that. Um, you know, the celebrity stuff has gotten really boring. Um, um, I, I loved the moment uh, with Brian Koppelman, although it's kind of worn out at this point. Um, it, it, need, it needs a change for sure. 
but it, it's great. And he, he, you know, Brian's a really good interviewer. There's no doubt about it. And he's definitely uh, one of the smartest guys I know or have ever met. But, um, but you know, I'm finding even in, in him, I'm finding these blind spots that are just people who are too narrow. And I, I remember my ex-wife, my, my dad used to call my ex-wife narrow because she was from uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. So, you know, that's narrow. But now I'm finding it's the other way around. We were narrow. We lived in New York City. We had uh, dinner every night, you know, expense accounts. We were the narrow ones. Um, she's working at Google now. You know, my dad's struggling. So, you know, what's that all about? And And her mother... You know, is doing fine. Uh, Bubby's doing fine. Uh, my mother's doing horribly. And so it all works out wrong. Um, you know, something else that comes to mind, and I'm going to jump around because this is one of those podcasts where I can do what I want. Um, you, you know, the, the predictions... Um, what I was told growing up was all wrong, um, unfortunately. And when you're a kid growing up in a very successful household, it's a lot of fun. And there's nothing I really worry about. Although I did worry. Like when I went to the, you know, staying at the Beverly Hills Hotel and a tuna for sandwiches, you know, $14 in 1977. And I say, I don't want a milkshake. They're too expensive. I'm thinking they're too expensive. Um, so I am thinking. Um, however, I wasn't in that zone my whole life. So I then end up at a call center and experience that. Um, you know, I sat next to a woman who had seven children. She works at a call center. And she just got a new one, adopted. Now, am I supposed to say congratulations on on that? I mean, that poor kid. Poor, seriously, it's a poor kid. Seven, seven kids on on a seventeen or eighteen dollars an hour. Um. It's it's scary. Something is really scary that's going on. Um. You, you you know, you're not allowed to change. If you change, like if you suddenly speak up, or or you do things your own way, ooh, that, I mean that if your own process. So I took the um, the Myers Briggs uh, personality exam, and I got the IFNJ A. Um, so that's considered one percent or get that. I don't think it doesn't make me smarter. It's just one percent get that. Uh, I, I'm a uh, advocate slash assertive personality, and so and I have my own way of doing things. So I'll generally have my own processes, and um, I'll be scrutinized a lot for them because people are not used to seeing them done. Um, so there must be something wrong with me, except I know there's not because there's a, me a method to my own madness. Um, and it's not madness. It's just me. It be, you can't be different. You know, I'm watching Don Lemon now talking to some guy with a bow tie on. He looks disgusting um, to me. So it, what does that mean? He can't look disgusting to me? Is there something wrong with him? I think Don Lemon looks disgusting too. Um, what does that mean? Like we're not allowed to think differently. Uh, I, you know, I don't understand anything about this. The truth is, um, most people are struggling. Okay, that 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 we know, and the ones who have a lot of money could give a shit, and we know that. I mean, come on, let's be truthful. 
Me? I, I give money away. I give money away. Isn't that crazy? I have nothing, and when I get it, I give it away. It feels good. Um, I have friends. Almost all of my friends are multi-gazillionaires from family money. Um, and if they're making money on their own now, that's fine, but they still came from starting from gazillions on their own. And there's some who've made absolutely nothing and just sat around until they had money. I mean, that's a gift. They don't know any different. Um, I don't believe in God. That would give me a reason not to believe in God because there's something wrong with that. Um... And then you have guys who believe in God, but who hover around and do a lot of sketchy things. But they believe in God. They drink a lot. You know, the, those benzodiazepines, they drink them. Drink, drink, drink. And but that's okay with the guy who doesn't like drugs. To him, that's okay. The drinking. But if that same guy was taking like Xanax, no good, not okay. But they're the same thing. It's the same ingredient. But the, he doesn't know that. So he's not educated at all. Um, I think I need to be, well, I kind of wish I was back in that niche of like just the rich and you know on that track that I was on hidden from all this nonsense because uh, the nonsense is infuriating as far as like I don't know who can take it um, and you know the empathy there's no empathy come on empathy um, it, Joey Diaz you have empathy yeah Empathy. Joey Diaz, go empathize. Um, you know what? I'll put John Fakara in front of you and you'll you'll empathize yourself to the bathroom. That's what you'll do. Uh, tough guy. Um, but there are guys I love, you know, or girls I love. Uh, uh, Theo Vaughn, love. That's a normal guy. That normal, I mean, not what I meant by that is that's somebody who's doing real. He, he's being real. And when he started his podcast, he was great. He was real, you know, and and he took off. I mean, he had a platform from comedy, so that was great. And um, that's why he's doing so well. And Rogan, you know, same thing. But Rogan, Rogan, I mean, but Rogan admits it. I mean, he, he doesn't know. When, when he doesn't know, he does not know. I mean, I don't know how he doesn't know so much. Um, if I was him... With the people that I'm interviewing and knowing, and I would, how does he not know a lot of this stuff? That that baffles me. Um, it baffles me that people are baffled by Trump. Trump's going to be president again if he wants to be. He's going to be president again. Do you have any idea about that? He is going to be president again, Donald Trump, if he wants to be. He will be president again. Okay, Grandpa Biden is not anything. He's nothing. Okay, he's a forgettable guy. He, you know, by the way, whether Trump becomes a president again or not, he will be remembered as the guy who made change because politics flipped up. You know, it flipped because of him. So, a hundred years from now, he'll be the cause of some sort of movement, whereas. Biden's not going to be anything. You know, Obama's nothing. Um, he's the first, you know, half-white president. So, um, but a great guy, and that's the guy I'd like to hang out with, too. Believe me. Um, uh, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, oof. You know, guy's on a plane with a pedophile 26 times. He's, he's having sex with... He's breaking laws, rules, everything. All over the place. We love him. We love him. What's that all about? 
it's a it's hypocrisy. Um, I guarantee you. Let's say tomorrow, three million dollars comes in, just three million, not a lot, just three million. Suddenly, what I say is going to mean something. That's it. It's that simple. Like my father, he'll listen to anybody who has money. It doesn't matter how they got the money. If they have money, he listens. Doesn't matter. Um, oh, look at that dog on a commercial. I am. Um, I think it was. Uh, was it easier before the internet? Was it better? I mean, we're all similar age, maybe. Who, who's listening here? Like, let's think if you're in the seventy in the seventies, say you were fourteen or twelve or whatever. There was something easier. Um, the information. We we were able to digest it better. It's a mess right now. I don't think anybody knows anything. I think we know less now than we did then. That that's what I'm finding. Um, I'm not smart, but I just found out from going to Arizona that I am. It's amazing. Um, yeah. I read the DSM-5 twice. I notated it. I know all about it, you know, as much as you can. Uh, I studied Black's Dictionary, went to law school, but let, let's just go back to the DSM. You know, I, I have friends who have, you know, they have all this uh, depression in their family and they know nothing about anything. So they have no curiosity at all? Nothing. They know nothing. But these are smart people. Don't get it. I'm not interested in everything, but I think I might be. Because I seem to know, I know something about almost everything, and I know it pretty well. Enough to have conversations about almost everything. Uh, I have a friend who's a heart surgeon. I can talk that with him. Uh, I have a friend who's a baseball player. I talk that with him. Um, weather, um, the weather, big thing with me, you know that, bodybuilding, I was a bodybuilder, Uber, did Uber driving, law, went to law school, uh, talent agency, was in that world, uh, went to William Esper Actor Studio for two years, did that, um, did some writing, had Wendy Feinerman, producer of Forrest Gump, optional screenplay, so I did writing, um, but but I guess when I do stuff, I really do it. You know, I do it. I get into it. I get deep. I, I, I try to learn, really learn about it. I don't just flake out on it. It's either all or I'm not into it. Um, you know, when I left Arizona, I, I was saying, um, do you know about this? Like, I would have to always say that before I said, I would preface something with, do you know or have you heard? Because I was so used to people not knowing about any movies or anything. So I always will say, have, you know, have you seen Capricorn 1? You know, um, have you seen this movie Deliverance? You know, if they're in Arizona, they don't know much of anything. Um, now I'm in Boca, Raton, and much better. Uh, I've already met four or five friends. Um, just, it, I guess it's an East Coast thing. Um, and you know, had, had I started here with the divorce and everything, I think we would have done great. Uh, just done great. And, and that was a, just a debacle, a holocaust of my family. Um, so my, I don't have a family. I have no family. My parents have nobody. Um, my mom thought that, uh, my uh, my daughter was going to be taking care of her. No, she's with Bubby, okay? Not with not with my mom. Um, my dad thinks she cares about him. She doesn't care about him at all. Um, but it's sad because um, there's 
there would be a relationship there. It would all be normal. I, I what I have is really um, it's surreal. It's surreal. And and I was telling somebody there. I literally days. I say wake up. You know this is the dream. Wake up. It's got to be a dream. Please wake up. Um, and it's not over yet. Okay, so I'm at seven years. This is not over. And it, it's not going to get better. I mean, and I feel horrible about it. Um, you know, my, my poor daughter. Little girl, little six years old and said you know I'm such a good little girl why does this have to be my life that's what she says and, and, and it's true why she's so good and she's so smart and, she, and you know what maybe I think maybe I'm meant to go I mean, my calling is to die this way and die now for my daughter to make big changes in the world that's what I'm thinking um, because what I'm going through is torture um, there's something called malicious mother's syndrome yes it's not in the DSM yet that's what they say first of all the DSM is a bunch of bupkis read the paper on that um, and you'll see it's bupkis you can apply every disease and illness to everything in that book it's ridiculous um, here's some advice some friendly advice Never, ever see a therapist, psychologist, ever. Never see a psychiatrist, ever. Unless you really have to. Like, you need Xanax to calm down. Or you need to get high, so you need Adderall, right? Then you go to see them. But, other than that, the second you become a patient, there's something wrong with you. Now, if you go to see a, um, an orthopedic surgeon, you don't get a label put on you. Uh, but if you go to see a psychiatrist or psychologist, you get that label. Never, and that never goes away. Oof. I would, you know, um, and, and it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. I'm waiting for the big bows, the big shots, to start telling us what drugs they take, uh, what doctors they see. Oh, no. They're not going to say that. Ooh, no. Suddenly, they go silent. Silent. I've taken the MMPI, too. Have you? Have you? Will you? For me? For me. Just for me. I want you to take it. I want to see your results. And then there are seven others I want to see also. I'd like to see that. You're not going to hear a word. So what happens is there's there's it's manipulative. They're playing you. Uh, they're not playing me. Something it's there's something weird going on. There's going to be change, and in a big way and maybe my friend who has all that extra food because the zombies are coming maybe he's got it right actually um, because you know there's only in history think about it there's only so many times where things are kind of quiet um, things are kind of quiet right now you know you had the the 9-11 that was huge right um, you know, there, there are those big moments. We haven't had a, a really big moment in a while. We're due for one. Um, it's coming. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's coming. And, you know, it's scary. And I feel bad that it's, it's the world my daughter is growing up in. Um, but maybe, maybe everybody feels that way in every generation. Who knows? Um, you know, I know my dad used to always talk about this little pill he would take one day when he's ready to go, except that little pill, which is cyanide, causes four minutes of excruciating pain, so it's not exactly what you'd want to take, 
So, you know. But they did explain, talking about suicide, first of all, I don't believe in suicide. We're, we want to live. Everything about us wants to live, right? So we just want to get away from pain. We're not trying to die. 9-11, you know how they got around that? They did not call them jumpers. They called them fallers. Makes sense. Um, personally, I, I'm not a jumper. I, I wish I was a faller, but I'm being pushed. And they know who, you know, the, the people who are doing it know exactly who they are. They are pushing me. And my daughter will know also. And I, I just, you know, you know, my, the people around her are so simple, they don't understand any of this. You know, they, they'll say things like, oh, my, my friend... My friend, it, you know, it worked. This medicine worked on 40% of the placebo, okay? Th th they have no idea what they're talking about. Um, I can't even talk to them. You know, I can talk to my doctor who went to Yale, and, and we have good conversations, and, you know, we're on the same, the same plane. I talk to these people. They have no idea, no interest, and no idea. So why am I even talking to them? You know, I'm going to sound t crazy because they think there's depression when there's no scientific proof yet that there is. They don't even know what that means, okay? Scientific proof. Science. So when something's in the world of science and medicine is science, you have to prove it uh, with uh, scientific proof, clinically proven science, labs, you know, to prove it. There's not been a test yet for depression. It, it shifts everything. They can't, they can't grasp onto that. And then there's 11, 1,100 depressions, right? But they're all made up. It's all made up. It's a name made up. That's all it is until we can prove it. Um, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Uh, books, books. Read uh, The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Kolk, K-O-L-K. Uh, great book. Read Drugs for Grown-Ups, Dr. Carl V. Hart. Fantastic book. Read. Uh, what else is there that's pretty good right now? Uh, Tools of Argument. Tools for Arguing. It's a good book uh, for arguing. Uh, TED. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a TED talk, and um, we'll see what that's about. You know, they said it's funny. They said. Um, we never get to interview someone, you know, with suicide again because they do the suicide. So we don't get to interview them because they've committed suicide. So if I told Ted that I was going to commit suicide, but I'd like to talk about it before I do it, can I talk about it? You would get a chance to talk to somebody who's thinking and is going to do it. Wouldn't that be amazing? You'd actually get to talk and hear somebody give a talk on it. Maybe I'm not going to do it, but who cares? But you can't do it. It's the same thing when you go to a therapist. You go to the therapist to talk about exactly what you can't talk about. Makes no sense. Um, Robin Hood. I like that app. I finished almost three years. It was two years and eight months, and I finished 87.5% up. So um, I guess I'm pretty good at making money. But if you put $100 in, you're not going to make that much money. If I put a million dollars in, that would have been better. Uh, but give the money to the wealth manager who's going to make you... Uh, 9.8%. Fantastic. 
you know, I, I had uh, seven, you know, 17 stocks at one point. All up, all tons up. I gave one out. Uh, I was one of the early ones on um, Peloton. Uh, whatever. There's another one I'm, I'm on, but you know what? I don't have the money right now. If I was my dad, this is what I would do. I would say, you know what, son? I would take every cent away from my wealth manager, okay? And give it to me. L let me do it. Let me, let me do the money. Okay? Let me put it into exactly where I want. I'm not going to lose it. Okay? Because I'm the son, I'm going to lose it because I'm not worth anything. But, truth be told, uh, his wealth manager, his management guy, has never come close to what I've made. Uh, ever come close. He drinks with him and he wears a suit that makes him feel safe. Um, whatever. Uh, I'm looking for somebody out there who, who has some cojones on them. Somebody out there who has some cojones. You know what? I could use $25,000 right now. Can somebody loan me? Loan me $25,000 right now. Um, it's not a lot. You'll get back 50. I'll double it when I give you it back. No doubt. You know, I watch guys who, you know, they stare at money all day. If it goes up, down, up, down, they just stare at it all day. They waste their lives. They, they have nothing. They do nothing. They could be giving away money. They can't do it. Uh, sick. You're sick. Sick, sick, sick. But get $25,000. i am crowd. Here's a crowdfunding right now. Crowdfunding on, on uh, the anonymous struggle. So I, I've written a couple of poems and stuff. Pinky Promise was pretty good. Uh, the Anonymous Struggle, I think, was pretty good. There was uh, Hey uh, Hey Little Girl, Forever Daughter. I've done some some stuff out there. Uh, I'm gonna crowd crowd raise crowd fund right now for twenty five thousand um, dollars. My phone number is three one zero eight six six five zero four one. Um, if if you would like to donate or loan loan because I I intend to get you the money back because I will um, twenty five thousand let's do it it's not a lot um, I'm gonna build on that I'm gonna take that twenty five thousand I'm going to start a fund with it and I'm gonna make money. I'm going to pay you back, double, keep going, and start a hedge fund. Just like that. I proved myself over the you know, almost three years, 87.5% up. I'm just, you'll have to take my word for it. Yeah, you can't do it because I'm some person on here, so how can you do that? You have to go to the bank and see the suit. Whatever. If you're out there and you can afford it, you should just throw away twenty-five thousand. Do it because I'm gonna give you back fifty. Um, that just came to me. Uh, I'd like to show my dad how he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he's gonna be sitting there looking at the wall, not understanding why he can't get forward. Um, you know, there's some great places to live, like the Polo Club out here in Florida is beautiful, beautiful. Um, and then there are not so great places. We all know those two. Those are the secondary kind. Um, I don't know. Just, just thinking out loud, um, I haven't worked out in over a year. My, my waist is a 27. Um, although I look uh, physically skinny, 
kind of like Matthew McConaughey did in Dallas Buyers Club. Too skinny there, but for some reason, I, I look kind of good still. Um, I want to start working out. I can't um, because of this uh, PTSD from Yamana that I have. I just can't do it. And I'm having panic attacks, so... But... Oh, but I'd love to start. Uh, no doubt about it. Anyway, I love you all. I wish you all great things. Um, Ella, the greatest daughter ever. She knows that. Daddy loves you. You know that. And you also know Daddy would never, ever, ever not be with you. I am dying to be with my daughter. Oh. Do I miss her? We would be having so much fun, even with my ex. Um, this is all a mistake right now. It's all a big mistake. Uh, my dad created a narrative that was completely wrong and self-serving. Uh, and, you know, I, my ex knows better because she said they're phonies. He is a phony. He's a liar. But she followed him. Um... If you're listening, um, Monique, or somebody out there is listening, I'd like to talk to you. I, I would like to talk to you. Um, really. Um, you know, when there have been serious things in our lives, I've always been there for you. And I always came through. Uh, you did not come through for me. You lied to me. But I don't hold it against you. I forgive you, but I do want to talk to you, and I think at our age, first of all, you have your job going, I know uh, with your support, emotional support, like where I can talk to you, and we have Ella and everything, I'm going to get a career going too, and and you've always said, you've always said to me, you're the one who's, who should be you're the big one. And even when I was driving Uber, I had my lawyers yelling at me, I shouldn't be driving. I should, goddamn, I should be owning Uber. It's true. I know that. I have a friend, Scott London. You out there? You hear me out there? Right. You made no money from nothing, right? And you've done really nothing. Okay? Let's be real. I know how to make money. I just haven't been given it yet. Um, and I, I've taken some chances. Not chances, you know, it was fear. I had fear because of uh, childhood stuff. Uh, I've learned that not through therapy, through ruminate, ruminating. Ruminating is good. So they try to tell you now to stop ruminating. No, that's good. The more you ruminate, the more you think about what, what your issue is, the more you have a way uh, to potentially get out of it. Uh, so through rumination, I realized what, what the issue was. And um, Scott, Scott London, if you're out there and you can hear me, you're a angel investor. I want you to invest in me. I want you to invest $1 million in me. Okay? I want you to invest a $1 million in me. We were best friends in seventh grade. That's it. We were best friends. You know me. You know I was a good guy. We had some really cool times then. Um, invest in me. Like you were invested in. Remember? Somebody invested in you. I need to be invested in. A million dollars. That's all I ask. I'm asking for a million dollars. Forget the 25. Because the 25 really goes nowhere. A million dollars. Because what a million dollars for me allows me to get things going. I do not have to ever talk to my father again. I can keep my daughter away from him because he's a negative influence and let him do nothing. That's what he wants. And I want to move forward and build something. Um, and I've got goals and things to do. Um, I'm asking you for a million dollars. I want to start a group for gaslighting. So uh, 
Warren Lichtenstein and uh, Jason Patrick have a group, a think tank for parental alienation. Uh, I want for gaslighting. This would allow me to start that. Now, I have a friend who inherited all his money, and he doesn't know what the hell to do with it, but he, he won't do anything with it, but look at, look at bank accounts and waste his life. But he could have started and, and done great things. Uh, he's going to do nothing, okay? Except get very fat. That's basically what's going to happen. And I love the guy. I do. Um, I have nothing against him, and I would be there in a second for him. No doubt about it. That's one thing about me. Um, I am loyal. And, yeah, I may be swinging and hitting right now, but to those who help, who really help me and stuff, you want somebody on your side, I'm the one you're going to want on your side. And I, I don't let go. Uh, you know, seven years of what I've gone through, and now I'm seeing a neuropsychiatrist. You're going to see how strong a brain I have to be able to last so long. Um, but a million dollars. I need a million dollars. It's not even enough. If, if, let's up it. Okay. To the person out there who has so much money they don't know what to do with it. I mean so much money they don't know what to do with it. $3 million for me, that's it. Allows, I am not only taking care of for the rest of my life, I'm going to build on that. I'm going to turn that three into 30, 40, 100. Okay, I'm going to build on it. It allows me now to have my daughter. Okay. It allows me to build something. It makes you a hero. Um, we're going to travel. You, you and I, okay? I've got some ideas for that. $3 million. That's all I'm asking. So I'm asking you for $3 million. I'm asking uh, Scott London, if you're out there, for a $1 million as an angel investor. But $3 million is really the number. Um, and I know someone who can do it. Um, and you know who you are also. $3 million if I had that kind of money, I would do it. I had $1,100 in my account. I had a guy asking me for $20. He was going around collecting $20 because he needed $700 to pay his rent. I said, here's $700. Boom. Right there and then. That left me with 400 but I knew I had a couple day grace in there so that I would be okay to pay my rent. And I just gave it to him. If I had $70 million, if I had $40 million right now, I'd give $3 million to me right now. Why? Because I'm not going to go drinking it away. I don't drink. I'm not drugging it away. I don't drug. I am, it'll change my life, okay? And it'll change yours too, uh, all in good ways. So that's it. If there's somebody out there who can... Get to somebody, $3 million. That's all I'm asking. If you don't ask, you don't get, right? That's what I'm asking for. Um, I will thank you. I'm not going to go wild. I'm not gonna, if you want me to talk about it, I will, but I won't if you don't want me to. Um, but I will do the right thing, and I will change lives with it, too. Um, I have a lot. And, and because of my experience from the top and the bottom, I can do a lot. I can change a lot, and I can help a lot of people. And when I say help people, you don't understand how bad off people are, okay? I'm one of them. You don't understand, okay? Your philanthropy is, is bullshit. You don't understand what it's like when you have to decide, are you going to jump off that building? Because... You, it's not because you're suicidal. It's because of the pain. So, like, what are you going to do? I have living ideation. I'm surviving because I'm so strong. Because I, I have no intent on dying. I will not die. I will not let it win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. 
think of the movie The Jerk. That's what I need. Are there any jerks out there? Three million. I walk into your little trailer, remember him? I'm telling you why I need three million. Because that's the number I need. That's the reason he gives me three million. Okay? And by the way, my glasses did break. Um, and they're kind of crooked right now, the polos I have. So I, I, I really don't use them. So whatever. Um, so I'm going to end this episode of this podcast with I'm going to ask for $3 million. If somebody can loan me that, I'm going to consider it a loan. I will get you back $6 million, Okay. I guarantee you we'll get back $6 million. I guarantee you that. Guaranteed. Okay? I'm asking for it, and I'm asking for a good cause. It's really for my daughter, and it's going to change lives. And you'll see the change, what's going to happen. And it's going to be great for you, too. Okay? So... Three million. If you don't have three million, I understand, but I do know a couple who do have three million. That really seals everything. Uh, if you don't have that and you're an angel investor and you have a million, that's a big thing. A million would be great. The 25,000 is obviously I'm not going to turn it down, but it's a little tighter. Um, but I would start a um, fund with 25,000 and build off of that. But the one million definitely great three million changes the world um that's it so until next podcast when i come back with something new um i'm gonna say thank you all for listening and i do talk i do speak uh, i'm not as scared to speak anymore um i learned from uh i have a coward in the family and now i learned how to have courage I taught my daughter, I say, you ask questions, questions, questions. Ask more questions you ask, the better. Annoy your teachers with questions. And if any of the kids don't like it, just tell them I'm going to beat them up. I'm only kidding. Um, right now, I'm not that, I'm not even big, so whatever, no, I'm kidding. But um, seriously, $3 million, please. My phone number is 310-866-5041. I'm going to make a change and a difference by that. I'm going to pay that forward and get you back $6 million. Okay? Thank you so much. Um, and have a good night. Bye.